Let us pray. Dear God, help us to hear your word with our ears. Help us to see you with our own eyes. Through your word, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Our Testament lesson, our Old Testament lesson this morning is Psalm 33, 1-12. Hear these words from the New International Reader's Version. You who are godly, sing with joy to the Lord. It is right for honest people to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp and make music with the lyre that has ten strings. Sing a new song to him, play with the skill, and shout with joy. What the Lord says is right and true. He is faithful in everything he does. The Lord loves what is right and fair. The earth is full of faithful love for love. The heavens were made when the Lord commanded it to happen. All of the stars were created by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the water of the sea together. He puts the oceans in their places. Let the whole earth have respect for the Lord. Let us all of the people in the world honor him. He spoke and the word world came into being. He commanded and it stood the Lord blocks the sinful plans of the nation. He keeps them from doing what they want to do. But the plans of the nation, um, Lord of the Lord, stand firm forever. He, what he wants to do will last for all time. Bless the nation whose God is the Lord. Bless all the people who chose to be his own. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Wells. Good morning. Beautiful morning to be together in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Ah, yes. Uh, I'm very happy to be with you a second time in my life, but it seems like it's getting better all the time. Every time I visited here, I have new experiences, and I'm getting excited. Yesterday was a great day. I don't know if, yeah, Dick is here. Huh. And uh, Harry, I mean, these guys, they are super, very special. Yesterday, they helped me had a great time in my life, in a bumpy water, an exciting time. And guess what, guys? I'm still alive. Whether you, be, whether you believe it or not, I'm still alive after spending a couple hours with Dick and uh, Harry in the water. Bumpy, exciting. So I'm excited. I'm glad. Uh, I'm also excited uh, because uh, for the very first time in my life, that for 49 years I've been <clears throat> preaching, and, but you know what? I had a first time experience right here in Charleston on the courtyard of your church, preaching on the temperature under 60 degrees. <laughs> I've never had that happen to me, guys. You're talking about sticking with you and being your friends and will remember you for life? <laughs> I will remember you for life. That uh, I preach in the temperature under 60 degrees. I'm also sad uh, when... Uh, Friends told me what they saw on CNN this morning 
about Haiti and the missionaries. I'm very, very embarrassed, very sad about it. But come, to, come back tonight. We will talk about what's going on in Haiti and hear my side of the story, why there are so many unsettled insecurity in Haiti and why. So you need to come back for that. This morning is not a good time for that. But tonight, we have a special session. We could discuss that. But this morning, although you heard the CNN about the sad news and bad news in Haiti, but we're here to hear the good news. Although you heard about the sad news, but good news is that there are people worshiping the Lord in Haiti. And there are three churches that we started about 31 years ago. And there are over 3,000 people worshiping the Lord this morning in Haiti. Isn't that good news, guys? Yes. Uh, I'd like for you to know that 31 years ago, we started a, a school with 34 students. And today, we have over 1,800 students, and many of them graduated and, and are making a big difference in Haiti. Some of them, I envy them because they have a, a, their paycheck is bigger than my paycheck. <laughs> and it's all because of education, good education that they're receiving. And I'm very excited about that. Am I not excited? Because last year, we shared over one million gallons of good, pure, drinkable, good water, pure water for people to drink in the four communities where we serve. And we are very grateful for that. And our doctors are now seeing between 90 and 800 patients every single day. And guys, all these things are happening because of you and other churches like you in America. You are helping us big time to stay alive and do good things in Haiti and make our world a better place to live. And all this happens because you believe you are special. You are special, and God put you in this world to make the difference in your world. Whether it be in South Carolina, Honduras, Haiti, you are making a big difference. And guess what, guys? God is, is smiling at you, said, well done, good job. So be faithful, guys. Be faithful in what you're doing, and the Lord will reward you for that. There's nothing you did for God that he'll go unnoticed. He's taking note to let you know that you're doing what you were meant to do here in this world. Time will not allow me to let you know all that we are doing in Haiti, especially in the case of vocational schools. We graduated 117 students in our vocational schools, people who are ready to go out and make a living for themselves so that they could become self-sufficient. And all these things happening because of Charleston, Mount Pleasant Church, for your participation in the ministry. So all this said, you want to hear more? Guess what? Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to share the word of God with you, taken from Matthew, the ninth chapter, verses 9 to 13. 
hear the word of God. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. And Matthew got up and followed Jesus. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners come and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing of this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The word of the Lord for the people of God. Father, thank you so much for the privilege you've given us to be in your house. Thank you very much, Lord, that you make no exception. You come to call every single one of us, men and women, young and old, to come and join hands together to make a difference in your world. May we be faithful, and may we go about doing that for which you have called us to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Self-examination, a re-evaluation in life. It seems to me that that's what I see going on in this passage in the life of Matthew. We don't know a lot about Matthew except what he said here. But when you see in the life of Matthew, if he were to take what we see here as his bio, I don't think Matthew will be qualified to work at McDonald's. I don't think even Walmart will accept Matthew as a worker. He's not qualified. He's a tax collector. He's a robber, he's a thief. He's no good. He's a man who is robbing his own people, the Jewish people, taking money from them to enrich the Roman Empire. His own people didn't like him for doing that. And Matthew himself, in picking out that profession, the tax collector, he was thinking about himself, what he would like to be in life, how he would like to make a living, how he would like to be somebody, make money. A lot of it. Because I understand that to be a tax collector in Matthew's time, it was worse than RRS. And believe me, these guys are bad. <laughs> They're out for your money. Matthew has a lesson to teach every single one of us. One is that Jesus thinks more of us than we think of ourselves. When we think we, quote, unquote, no good, nobody, Jesus has planned for every single one of us, no matter who we are and no matter where we are in life. He 
has a plan for us. And he knows how good you are. He knows how special you are. And no matter what you choose for yourself, he will act to bring you to the big picture that he has for the world. Self-examination. A re-evaluation in life. I see Matthew, at the age that he was, started well in life, thinking about more of Matthew than he was thinking about authors. Even the God who made him. But there is a time Matthew and all of us would have to ask ourselves that question. What life is all about? Why am I here? What in the world that God put me into this world? And I think you guys have the answers because I know as good Presbyterian, you know that. You learned that in catechism. Why did God create us? For his glory and honor and to serve him. And serve him in whatever capacity that we find ourselves. And Matthew knew that. But there was a time it seems like he took a little side walk. But deep down in his heart, he knew what the Lord really wanted him to do. So when it comes to that time that Jesus said, Matthew, follow me. Yes, you have spent enough time on your own. You have spent enough time for yourself. Think about the way and the reason why I put you on this world. Bingo, I hear you, Lord. Here's what I, under, what I like about this passage. See that, guys. When Jesus came by and saw Matthew, Matthew was sitting down and thinking about Matthew. And when he heard the call of Jesus Christ to follow him, I like the word picture. From sitting down, Matthew stood up and followed Jesus Christ. He said, now it's no longer I living for self. It's now it's you and I doing it together, making a difference in this world. I've heard a lot about your church, the big difference you are making in your community, the difference you are making elsewhere in Haiti, Honduras, in, in Africa. I've heard about all these things. In, in Haiti, I would say, chapeau bas for you. I take my hats off to thank you for what you're doing. But it seems that when you reevaluate yourself, it seems like there's a little bit more you could do. And he would not hurt you, but he will make somebody happier. And probably in return, he will make you happier that you change somebody else's life. You make a difference. In the, in the life of someone. Stand up and follow me. I like what is happening. Matthew sitting down, he heard the cry of Jesus Christ, the call. He stood up and make a difference. And guess what? He said, I cannot do it by myself, Lord. I need 
other people to join me so together we can do more. What did Matthew do? What did he do? He called his buddies, the tax collectors, his friends. He said, you know what? If Jesus Christ could change my life, he could change your life too. Come. I'm not going to preach at you, but come. Let's have a party and invite Jesus. And you know, wherever Jesus is, there will be a day, a difference. Something will happen. Matthew invited his friends who were of the same profession as he is, who were doing the same thing that he was doing before he met Jesus Christ. He knew them, and he invited them to have a big party, and he said, Jesus, I want you to be there. Aren't you glad Jesus Christ came? Aren't you glad Jesus Christ is no exception, no, makes no exception of anyone? He was there to make a difference. You know, friends, we have to go about doing our, the business of our Lord. We need to do that which we are called to do and be in this world. In Haiti, we have a saying, cows, the cows, they know why God made them in this world. They know they're supposed to produce milk, and they produce milk. Man, I don't know about you, but a good cereal with milk. Mm. And if you have a banana, that's even better. <laughs> you like T-bone steak? Mm. Or good steak? Cows love to produce milk and T-bone steak. <laughs> and they don't care how you like it, whether well, medium well, or whatever. They love to produce what to do what they were called to do. In Haiti, we also have the saying, the cows know what, why God put them in this world, and the pigs know why they put them, and the chicken know why they, put, they are in this world, and guess what? I found out the Americans know even much better what the pigs and the chicken were made. I've traveled many places in this in this country, you know what I found out? The Americans love their eggs and bacons. Mm -hmm. And you know why? Because the pigs, they produce the bacons. The chicken, they produce the eggs. And we love that. So what about us? Why were we created? Why were we put on this world? I think to make a difference. We are special producers to make a difference in the lives and the community where we live. So, guys, as children of God, as the church, the ecclesia of God, those who are representing God in this world, we do need to make a difference and continue to do that until Jesus Christ calls us home. And I thank you very much. Those of you who are making the difference right here, right here, right here in Charleston. I heard of your Hope House. I was dumbfounded this morning when I heard of that good ministry that you're doing here, right here. I heard about what you're doing in Honduras, and I know firsthand what you're doing in Haiti. You're sponsoring children. You're helping build 
the youth, the youth building in Haiti, and so many other things. And guess what, guys? There'll be more to come because you become my friends now. You need to know what the Lord is doing more and more. Thank you very much for what you're doing. And while Jesus Christ was having dinner at Matthew's and his friends were there, you know, while you're doing good things, there are always people who tell you, why in the world are you doing it? Like I've heard people said, what is Haiti doomed to? You know, whatever. Why is it that so many times is this country ever going to rise up? I'm here to let you know, yes, because God is there with him. And you are involved. The best days of Haiti are ahead of us because of Christians like you. I've no doubt in my mind this year that we have so many children who are now for the first time who are going to take the national exam from our high school we started seven years ago. The sixth graders, the ninth graders, from the 30 years we've been in existence, every year, all of them, all of them take the national exam and pass it because we believe in excellency. And I'm pretty sure the same thing is going to happen this year for the high schoolers. From them, we will produce doctors, lawyers, educators, and all the rest, all because of you who are making a difference in Haiti. So guys, thank you so much for being a part of that. Jesus Christ said, I come not for people who think they are well, not for people who think that they don't need me, but I come for those who realize that together with Jesus, you could make a difference in the world. I love the way Matthew opened his book. He even include Rahab in his book on the first chapter. Rahab, of all people, part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. He called all kinds of people. I love the way he closes his book. The way he closes is that to remind you, as people of God, we have a work to do. World evangelism. Go into all the world and make a difference in the life of the, those who are in need. That we need to do. And we need to do it until our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ comes back. When we hear from him, good and faithful servant. You have good been faithful with few that I've given you, enter into the joy of your Lord. My brothers and sisters, thank you so much for coming and listening to a guy with a deep southern accent. <laughs> and I hope you understand 30% of what I said. <laughs> and if you did, the 30% go and make a difference with what you hear. May God bless you.